the bitch heard me spit Now she all up on my nuts like a pat down They know I always carry mad pounds But can't find them cause they're in the mail All wrapped in women's nightgowns Exposing you rodents while pushing potent potions My heritage, the diagnosis for my verbal explosions Been chosen to leave you choking like dirt weed that you smoking Dabbing Aladdin's in town is the reason for the commotion But jealous people caught word I don't care what you heard cause I'ma do me I ain't backing down, I don't get scared Bitch you soft, I done paid the cost, that's why I'm the boss Riding around the town a couple pounds Bitches love how I put it down I ain't stopping for the fucking Phone ringing, money coming in I be blowing up, always ringing up I'm the shit, you just a Get the grands, that's the master plan Fuck it, make it mills All about my bills, you'll never catch me with a I'm in charge and I'm living large Smoking on cigars I will let you hit it, but you looking like a that's the game plan, hit the club and make it rain, man Indian bitch in my lap doing the rain dance White bitch with a spray tan, how much I gotta pay, man I'll beat that pussy up like it's sports entertainment I got money in the bank, bitch, and I ain't waiting Give me the title now, I'll take it without hesitation I shatter competition, bring them to their undertaking Then tombstone their bitch into the motherfucking pavement It's hell in a cell, so I stay away from cops Cops of merch from my website, it was made in Sweatshops, enjoy the mixtape, even though you hope it flops. Ayo, Enzo, hit him with it when the beat drops. Yeah, y'all catch that? Dabbing Aladdin, shattering competition. I didn't think so. Riding around the town a couple pounds, bitches love how I put it down. I ain't stopping for a fucking phone ringing, money coming in. I'll be blowing up. That's the master plan, fuck it, make it mills All about my bills, you'll never catch me with a I'm in charge and I'm living large Smoking on cigars, I will let you hit it But you looking like a Well let me tell you something Hate ain't nothing but love disguised by jealousy And if I was you, I'd be jealous of us too Cause you're ugly as hell Yeah, how are you? How you doing? How's your mother? Welcome to episode 200 of the Dabbin Aladdin podcast. Hey, 200 party! That's right, I've been doing this shit for a fucking minute. Multiple podcasts have come and gone. Thought they could compete with the champ. Thought they knew how to do a podcast. I'm still fucking here. I don't even know how long it's been. Like three, four years. Who the fuck knows? But we still here. We still doing a fucking podcast. This one is just me. Everybody wanted to have a big fucking party for episode 200. And have everyone call in and get drunk and have a fucking good time. But we'll do that tonight on the Super Show. Because I haven't done an actual Dab and Aladdin podcast by myself in like a month, maybe. I had pretty much started doing them all by myself. Dabbing Aladdin podcast without callers. Just me on my fucking Zoom recorder, wherever I'm at. And I haven't really gotten to do one because we've been doing so many fucking live shows and super shows and things have been crazy with the fucking... Everything fucking going on. I've been putting in a lot of work into the company and the swords and shit. So I have a lot of shit on my fucking plate. But 
the type of person that I fucking am, like, I need to always be doing something to be happy. Like, I never just wake up and I'm like, I want to not do shit today. Like, people think this is a fucking, the quarantine is like chill time, dog. I haven't fucking stopped working. People don't stop fucking calling me. It's honestly annoying the fucking shit out of me. I honestly wish that the fucking governor would just lock this shit down, or the president, or whoever, so these people stop fucking calling me, asking if I can meet up with them, if they can come by. It's like, dude, did you not watch the fucking news? Like, we're in a fucking quarantine. They told us that. You had all your fucking time to do whatever you need to do, fucking buy weed, do whatever the fuck you need to do before this shit started. Now, the shit started. We're not supposed to be fucking seeing each other. Don't fucking call my phone asking where you can get a fucking eighth. Don't fucking do that shit. It's a fucking... You not know, like, what's going on, you fucking retards? Like, this shit is really just showing me who I know that is a fucking retard and who isn't and who will actually survive the apocalypse. And it really shows you. Like, some of the people think they're fucking smart because they went to college. They're fucking dumber than everybody. They're not as smart as my friends who work fucking retail and actually know what's going on because they think they know everything because they went to fucking college. I actually had... So one of my fucking friends say this to me, who I have just completely lost all respect for and is a fucking retard. I'm not going to say his name, but you know him. He's on the fucking podcast all the time. This fucking pussy works at a fucking grocery store. And I'm trying to explain to him why I don't want to go out right now and leave my house. And he just doesn't understand. And he's like, oh, but you're so healthy. Like, yeah, I'm healthy because I fucking take care of myself like I'm doing right now. Not like you, you fucking sleep-deprived fucking drug addict. So this guy doesn't fucking understand why I don't want to leave my fucking house. I'm like, dude, you work at a fucking grocery store. How about you tell me? Does your grocery store seem normal right now? Are you out of things? Are you normally out of stock of everything in the fucking store? Or is this something kind of new? He's like, dude, that means people are alive. That means they're spending money. That means things are good, dude. Are you a fucking idiot? You really think your store just has a fucking banging sale on chicken this week? And that's why you're fucking out of shit at your grocery store? You think you guys just had a good fucking sale? And that's why there's nothing in stock? No, there's fucking shit going on right now. Mm. I'm not saying you gotta fucking go clear out your grocery store. I'm not saying go fucking get a gun. I'm not saying it's the fucking apocalypse. All I'm saying is that things right now are not normal and if we want things to get back to normal we have to do what they tell us we have to do to get this shit back to normal and if that is staying inside and playing fucking video games for a month that's fucking fine with me if that means just fucking chilling not seeing anybody and not working and they're gonna give us fucking checks that's fucking cool with me i'm i'm still i'm still working so i don't know like massachusetts is such a fucking joke because, like, other states are just like, we're shutting it down, shutting it down, everybody stay home. Massachusetts just kind of, like, lightly suggested that you stay home unless you're an essential employee. An essential employee pretty much just seems like a word, a made-up fucking new word that you can just assign anybody. Do you? Anybody can be a fucking essential employee. Like, essential employees, that's supposed to be, like, you know, fucking grocery store gas station, pharmacy. Like, that's pretty much it. But now they're like, you can pretty much weasel your way in to fucking a fucking whatever the fucking word is, essential employee, whatever it is. You can weasel your fucking way in there. Jesus Christ, dude. These cats are on a fucking mission. I had to, I had to start this fucking podcast over because the little kitten would not stop trying to eat the fucking microphone cord. So I go and put him in the other room 
And now DZ is just about to take a massive shit in the litter box. But that's fine, dude. I feel bad for DZ because the little kitten won't let him shit. He'll be in there trying to fucking shit, and the little kitten just runs in there and latches onto his head. I'm like, oh, my God. And the little kitten shits in there. The little kitten wants to shit in both litter boxes and eat food out of both bowls. DZ is being such a gentleman, just fucking putting up with this little fucking bastard. I fucking love DZ. He's, he's been, honestly been such a better cat now since I got the kitten. Now DZ settled into the, like, gentle giant role instead of just being a pain in the ass to me and attacking me and yelling at me all day. Now he has this little kitten attacking him and yelling at him, so now he's, like, kind of keeping the little kitten in line. And they're fucking awesome, man. They jump on my lap and fight each other to sit on my lap. It's pretty fucking hilarious. These cats are the fucking shit. But I am pretty... I did pretty much choose the best time to ever get a kitten, ever. Like... If you're ever going to get a little baby kitten, I would say the time to do it is immediately before a fucking national quarantine lockdown. That's definitely the time because now I'm just chilling here with these fucking cats, just watching fucking TV, playing video games, enjoying events in the neighborhood. That's one thing. I was worried. I was worried I wasn't going to have any stories to fucking tell you people because I've been on fucking lockdown. I haven't really been going out. I've just been... There hasn't really been much. I've been getting fucking meat deliveries and fucking food deliveries and fucking grill deliveries and getting everything fucking delivered, just fucking chilling, playing Doom. It's been fucking fun, but there was a little bit of fucking drama in the neighborhood the other day. Mm. So I fucking wake up. This was on, uh, this was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I wake up. I've been waking up kind of fucking early. I don't like it, but it is what it is. So I wake up at like 10, 11, turn on the fucking Chris Benoit. Everybody was telling me that part two of the Chris Benoit shit came out, which was fucking pretty dope. The first one didn't really give you any new info. The first one was kind of just setting it up, and I knew everything that kind of happened. I've researched the fuck out of this Chris Benoit thing. Mm. But in part two, what they hit you with... They hit you with some fucking shit. So Chris Benoit, first thing he did was kill his wife, which is understandable. She was probably being a fucking bitch. And he fucking tied her up. I think he like gave her some type of like knee to the back of the fucking. If you can hear the cat in the litter box scraping right now, I'm fucking sorry. But he's he needs to shit. And I already locked up one cat to do this. I'm not going to lock all, up all these cats like the fucking like the fucking Tiger King. Which is by far the most entertaining thing to happen in quarantine. But anyway, back to fucking Benny Benoit. So he kills his wife, puts a knee in the back of her fucking neck, ties her up, kills her, whatever the fuck he did. And then he goes to bed. And then he wakes up the next day. He fucking gave his son like a fucking... He put a pill in his fucking juice box or some shit. Gave it to the kid. Knocks the kid out. Chokes him to death. Then he's got two dead motherfuckers in his house. Dead motherfucker this, dead motherfucker that. And then he goes to sleep with the two dead motherfuckers in his house. So his his son is in one room dead. His wife's in another room dead. And he's like, I should take a nap. So then he Benoit goes to fucking sleep. Wakes up the next day. And he Googles a Bible verse about bringing a dead kid back to life. Like, a story of Elijah or something. I don't know. I don't read the Bible. I'm pretty sure that's what they fucking said. 
But that shit was fucking crazy. And then they show, like, the workout equipment that he fucking killed himself on with the weights and shit. And they said when they went in there, the bitch, like, saw his reflection in the mirror, the cop bitch. And she thought he was, like, standing. And she, like, put her gun up. He's like, oh, she's trying to go down with her hands up, blah, blah. And the other cop was like, yo, he's fucking, he's hanging. He's fucking dead. That shit was fucking crazy. And they talk about when they went there to find them. They play the fucking call. They talk to the fucking son. They talk to Chavo. Honestly, guys, I kind of felt a little bit of compassion in my heart because Chavo was, like, really fucked up over the whole thing. And he was kind of just collateral damage in my trolling over the last year. Like, I love Chavo. We never fucking did anything wrong. Poor guy. But I was, you know, when you're on Twitter imitating the ghost of Chris Benoit, you have to be the ghost of Chris Benoit. And if I'm really going to fully let the spirit of the crippler take over my body, then I, I have to just act as the crippler would. And I felt the crippler would want to talk to Chavo Guerrero on Twitter so, I forget what I said. I probably have it screenshotted somewhere. I Probably from back in, like, fucking May. But I basically hit up Chavo on my Ghost of Chris Benoit uh, Twitter, and it was blocked rather immediately. That Chris Benoit shit is fucking crazy. And also, after watching that, kind of a takeaway that I get is that... Uh, hang on, let me hit this blunt. Mm. Obviously, we all know the term Chris Benoit. We use it quite frequently on this podcast when you want to completely erase somebody from all history and their name and their legacy and never mention them again, they are Chris Benoit as the WWE did to Chris Benoit. But when they really get into it on this documentary, what I find is that I don't think that they a hundred percent Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit because he murdered his wife and son. I think it was more because they fucked up and the night after he murdered his wife and son, they did a whole fucking memorial for him. So he kills his wife and son. And uh, William Regal, actually, from what I found out from this documentary, he was he's from the same fucking town as them in Georgia where they lived. I, obviously, he's fucking a Brit or whatever. But he lived in the same town as them in Georgia. So he fucking kind of knew more from around the town about the situation so wwe doesn't have all the info the night after the murders all they know is chris benoit nancy and daniel are all fucking dead that's all they know they don't know they probably did get murdered by kevin sullivan but they claim that isn't true but i watched a youtube video recently that says kevin sullivan is a devil worshiper and did it so who the fuck knows but anyway uh, what was I fucking saying? Yeah, so everybody in WWE only knows that Chris Benoit, Nancy Benoit, and Daniel Benoit are dead. They don't know the circumstances. They don't know if it was a home invasion. Chavo says he didn't know if it was, like, carbon dioxide or something. Like, nobody knew, like, what it was. If it was a fire, nobody knew any of that shit. You just knew they're dead. So everybody was sad. So, like, we're gonna have a fucking memorial. In their wildest dreams, they didn't picture Chris Benoit just murdered his whole fucking family. So they go on TV. Everybody's crying. They show the clip of CM Punk being like, Chris Benoit was my idol and they have everybody fucking praising Chris Benoit but I remember in the past I heard people say that they thought William Regal might have known something and sure enough you see William Regal in it and he isn't very like he's not very praising of Chris Benoit all he says is he goes all I'm willing to say at this time is Chris Benoit was one of the hottest workers in this industry and that's all he says and people say when you saw that you thought maybe he knows something I think Chris Jericho mentioned that too but so they don't fucking know anything 
WWE goes on fucking Raw or SmackDown, whatever it was, and they do this whole fucking Chris Benoit memorial. And then, like, the next day, or maybe even by the end of the show, it's just fucking coming out like, hey, uh, Chris Benoit murdered his whole family, and it's probably because of steroids that the WWE let him do and maybe even supplied for him. So then WWE needs to fucking save face. They're like, oh, shit. We just did a fucking two-hour memorial show for a guy who murdered his family and said he was the greatest ever. Uh, How are we going to fix this? So then the next show starts with Vinny Mac, and he's like, we're never going to mention Chris Benoit ever again, and you're never going to see him ever again. Which is sad. I understand they don't want to, like, praise a murderer, but, like, I don't know, man. It's just fuck is like, I definitely, it's just like, it's a huge, it's a piece of history that's missing. And I think that is fucked. Like, regardless, I understand that you want to fucking, it has the PG. They want to appeal to kids and shit, but that's like a piece of history. Cause when I look back at shit now, like it reminds me of when I was a kid and when I was a kid, I would watch Chris Benoit. Dude, I remember very specifically, I had a Chris Benoit action figure that had red pants. It had red pants with the black fucking Wolverine marks on the side. I had that one. I had an Edge action figure with white pants. I had a fucking RVD. I had Brock Lesnar. I had Goldberg's first WWE action figure ever that when I was like 10, a big fat fucking mark at Walmart was like, Max, I got it. I was like, dude, I'm going home to play with this. He was like, you shouldn't open it. It's going to be worth money one day. I was like, dog, Goldberg is entering the Royal Rumble as soon as I get home with my fucking whole little Titantron setup with all my other action figures. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. I wish I didn't throw away all my wrestling action figures. I would still fucking play with them. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, yeah, the, the point is... I remember Chris Benoit as part of my childhood. He wasn't like one of my favorite wrestlers because when you're little, you you know, you like the flashy shit. You like the faces. Like when I was little, my favorite guy was Jeff Hardy. Obviously, I had all the Jeff Hardy shit. Mm. Mm. So I would get excited for like Jeff Hardy. I get excited for like the big matches and shit. But Chris Benoit, he was always just like the meat and potatoes fucking mid Carter, like just putting on fucking epic shows. And when you're younger, I don't think you really appreciate that. At least I didn't. And now, when I go back and I watch his matches, when I see that fucking, that triple German suplex he'd do when he'd just be lashed onto you the whole time, like, I forgot that that existed. And then sometime over the last few years, I was like, oh, dude, remember when Chris Benoit did that? When I was little, I didn't think that was, like, that cool. But now, looking back, I was like, dude, that's pretty badass. He just fucking grabs onto them the whole time and just one, and then another one, and then three. He was like, dude, he was fucking badass, and now it's like they're not going to educate people on that. It makes it kind of cooler that you have to be educated on it by the streets, if you will. But it just sucks that that's a fucking piece of history that's missing. And it's not missing because you have shit like that. But it's like on WWE Network. I was watching the fucking... I was watching uh the... What was it? Monday Night Wars or whatever. That fucking long-ass series when it was fucking Raw versus fucking WCW. Mm. They talk about what all of them jump shipped. Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko, and Eddie Guerrero all jumped shit from WCW. And that was, like, before my time. But now I go back and I fucking watch that shit. That was, like, right before I started watching wrestling. I was a little bit too young for it then. 
And that was like right before my time. And now it's like when you watch that, they literally chop out Chris Benoit's name. W- watch it. Go watch the fucking the episode of Monday Night Wars on WWE Network with the radicals when they fucking leave WCW and they just show up in the front row at a Raw and then come in the ring and fuck some people up and they just leave. They cut out Chris Benoit. Like they go, oh, and that's in like I that they're like, oh, and that's like fucking Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. And, like, you can tell they, like, where they were going to say Chris Benoit's name. They, like, chopped that part out. It was, like, the end or something. They just mentioned the three of them or two of them, whatever they did, so they didn't have to let you hear Benoit. It just fucking sucks, but it was a fucking good series, dude. I definitely recommend that you watch it, Dark Side of the Ring on Vice. They did the whole last series, and I was like, they did the whole season one last year, and I was like, where the fuck's Chris Benoit? How are you going to do this and not mention Chris Benoit? And sure enough episode fucking one and two this season is both Chris Benoit. So they fucking covered it. Fucking, I'll give credit to Vice. That was a fucking good series. I just wish that they mentioned how Kevin Sullivan probably murdered them. Or at least the theory. Because when you see it online, it fucking makes sense. You know, the thing I saw online, it said that there was no alcohol in Benoit's system, but they found those beer cans there. Which I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if there was actually alcohol in the toxicology report. I could probably look it up, but I don't have time to fucking do it right now. So anyway, I'm watching the Chris Benoit documentary. Honestly, pretty hilarious when you think about it. I'm watching a Chris Benoit documentary about a guy who killed his whole family and then himself. And while this is going on, my apartment building is being surrounded by police and all types of other like special forces with vests and guns and shields and shit. Now, I'm just sitting here watching this fucking Chris Benoit documentary. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just sitting here learning all the details of the murder scene, looking at fucking crime scene photos, enjoying myself. Meanwhile, I start getting texts from my homies around Stoughton that are like, yo, dude, are you okay? Are you, like, getting raided? Like, what's good? And I'm like, nah, I don't think I'm getting raided. I'm watching Benoit. What the fuck's going on? So then they're sending me snaps to the other side of my building that I can't see, and the whole street's blocked off. Nobody can come or go. There's fucking cops. There's all these fucking ambulances, fucking fire. There's, like, everything. There's fucking... It wasn't just, like, someone called 911 because there was, like, armed people there with, like, machine guns and shit. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on on that side of the building. Maybe someone has corona over there, but on this side, I'm corona-free, smoking blunts and watching Chris Benoit, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. So... I just disregard, I disregard the fact that my street shut down and there's cops and weapons and all this shit because I'm just watching Chris Benoit, dude. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there, what the motherfuckers are doing. It's not, not my business, you know what I'm saying? I'm not nosy. So I'm just chilling watching Chris Benoit. And then I start hearing like a knock. Like I heard a knock on a door a few doors down. And then I heard a knock on like another door. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know who's knocking. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Irishman soundtrack, great fucking movie. Anyway, I hear Doc. Uh, I hear it. I hear it getting closer. I'm like, someone's about to come knock on my door. I don't know who it is. The Jehovah's Witnesses are out or some shit during the Rona season. But I'm fucking. I don't know who's gonna knock on my door. So now I get a knock on my door. Fucking knock, knock, knock. I'm like, what? They're like, stolen police. I'm like, what? So then I open the door. Because I don't have anything to hide, you know? I love police. And I open the door, and the cop just points to a guy outside 
like a fucking, I don't know if this dude, he looked like he was in the fucking army, dude, because he had on fucking all green with like a fucking helmet and like a little GoPro on the helmet or some shit. And then he's got a big ass fucking machine gun and all this other shit. So the cop just like knocks on my door and then points to him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The cop, the cop just knocks on my apartment door and points to a fucking, like, soldier. I'm like, what? And the cop's like, we got an operation going on next door. You just stay off the porch. I was like, all right, buddy. So then I shut the door. I come in here, and I immediately go over to the porch. <laughs> I didn't go out on it, though. I just opened up the fucking curtains, and I see... There was started out with like two of them, like the one dude ran away and then two more come up. One of them has like a fucking shield and a machine gun and one of them has a fucking machine gun. Like, I don't know like what these type of guns were, but I don't think they're legal for civilians to own. So this was like some heavy duty operation shit. So I don't know what's going on at this point. I see two fucking guys in full fucking gear about to storm the building next to me. They put like a rug under the fucking door so they could all like run in and out. And they just keep showing up. There's like another one and then another one and then another one to the point where there's like fucking like a whole squad, a whole fucking like it was the fucking call of duty in my fucking parking lot. All of a sudden I look out there and there's just all these fucking army dudes just fucking chilling. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? I had no idea what the fuck's going on, dude. I kind of thought that somebody had fucking corona, dude, because we're all under fucking quarantine for Rona. So I'm like, I don't know, like, if this is standard procedure. Like, I felt like there's shit that they're not telling us with. I'm not trying to be one of the conspiracy theories like Dennis, because I feel like the you're a conspiracy theory on the Rona if you're an asshole that's saying it's fake and it's all a lie and we don't need to stay inside and nobody's getting sick. The facts are people are getting sick. It's not a conspiracy to say, dude, I don't know if like you really think this is, like, just a flu. Like, this seems weird. I don't think that's a conspiracy at all. I think that is just being smart and being a critical thinker. And they're well, I'm pretty sure there's a fucking biological weapon place right near where they're saying some fucking gookated bat. But we're not going to get into that right now. So anyway, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Where it's fucking Rona season. Everybody's panicking, stocked up on shit. And now all of a sudden the fucking army is raiding my fucking apartment building next door to me. Like, it's all, we're all connected. Like, that. I could get to that building, I think, if I went through the laundry room. But anyway, so all of a sudden I know it's the fucking cops are just fucking, not even cops. The cop knocks on my door, tells me, and then there's fucking army in my parking lot. So I don't know what the fuck's going on, dude. They keep, there's more of them, and there's more of them, and there's fucking more of them, and all of a sudden there's like 10, 12 of these fucking army fucks in my parking lot with fucking guns, and they look, they had, they dude, they all had on masks, and not just like regular masks, not just the fucking standard issue fucking gook filter mask for the fucking flu. This was like heavy duty Iraq masks. And then this was like, look, they had like night vision and shit, dude. They were fucking decked the fuck out. And then, so they all get around there in a circle. And then one of them takes off his helmet. And I just see the back of his head. And dude, it was fucking Bane. Go watch. There's a video on my Instagram, Dabbing Aladdin. It was fucking Bane. He had a fucking Bane thing on the back of his head covering it. And it was like going around to the front. And then all these army dudes all get around and take a picture with Bane. So like, they didn't even... I don't, they didn't do any mission on this side. I was hoping I was going to get to see some shit, but all I saw is these fucking army dudes all get back there and like take a fucking squad picture with Bane. They all wanted a fucking Bane selfie. So then nothing happened over here. But then through news and research, what I found out is that there was actually some guy in that apartment 
that had a fucking gun to his head and was threatening to fucking kill himself and get Rona brains all over the place. I don't know who the fuck it was. I thought it, I was like looking through the building. I was hoping it would be somebody I know. I don't really know anybody here, but like at least somebody I've seen or like know who they are, but I don't know who the fuck it was. I think this fucking lockdown quarantine is already fucking getting to people. We had shit hasn't even started yet. That's the thing. People think we like been in it. We haven't been in it, dog. This is like just starting. This shit's going to go to fucking all through summer. If, if this shit, do what they were saying on Tim Dillon's show is it's going to be 18 months with waves of sick people. So this shit ain't going to be over for a minute. I don't know when they're going to let everybody go back to work, but I'm being cautious for a fucking while, dude. I'm not fucking around, dude. Everybody thinks it's a fucking game. But the fucking ironic part of this whole thing is, is that while I was watching a Chris Benoit documentary about his murder-suicide, the cops and fucking whatever the team is. I don't, I don't know where my phone is. I don't know what the fucking name of this team was. But the, it's just hilarious that while all that shit was fucking going down, there was a guy next... They, uh, sorry, let me fucking rephrase that. I'm fucking high. It is hilarious that while I was watching a Chris Benoit documentary, there was a guy next door about to blow his brains out and they were storming his place. It says, as you know, when police take action, it's taking place. We don't allow posting about it. The situation, blah, 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 had a peaceful and nonviolent ending. Stoughton Police Lieutenant John Bonney tells Stoughton News Department, blah, received the call of a man with a, uh, with a male who had a gun to his head in an apartment. The department called the Metrolec Crisis Negotiators and Tactical Units. Bonnie said the gentleman came out of his apartment unharmed, was transported to a local hospital for evaluation. So, uh, yeah, he was going to blow his fucking brains out, and they had to send the fucking tactical team and crisis negotiators to come take a selfie in my fucking parking lot. So that's what happened. While... I was watching the fucking Chris Benoit documentary. Pretty fucking hilarious and pretty fucking fitting. And that was some fucking entertainment for me because i just been sitting here watching these fucking cats fight each other for the last week. So to see somebody want to blow their brains out was pretty nice. And it also lets me know that I'm not the craziest person in this fucking apartment complex, which is, it's kind of nice to fucking know. But hang on, I need to pause this and roll another fucking blunt. I'm fucking fucking sobering out one it's gonna be like five minutes for me but for you it's gonna be like bam bam boom mad quick ready and boom and we're fucking back see nice and quick mm. i got another fucking blunt i'll probably die a rota with all these fucking blunts i fucking smoke but oh well dude i don't think i'm gonna blow my fucking brains out or anything but my anger is fucking kind of fucking starting to get to me because I've been doing fucking push-ups and shit, dude, but I need to punch something, dude. I need to fucking hit something with my fists and hear it go, bah! I need to hear, bah, bah! I need to like hit it and fucking hear it, dude. I can shadow box here all day and fucking do push-ups, dude, but they need to open up that fucking boxing room again, dude. Do these last few months... These last couple months have been a fucking battle, dude. Everybody is trying to fucking take the champ down, but they fucking can't, dude. Everybody's posting shit now like, oh, we thought 2020 was going to be good. Like, basically all the summing up all these memes. 
it's what I'm trying to do is all the memes they're posting are basically saying that 2020 was supposed to be the year and now it's fucking not. But it still is for me. I don't know what all these fucks are talking about. They give up easy. They fucking tap out. They fucking give up. I don't fucking tap out and I don't fucking give up for shit. I told you this year was going to be the year of dab comedy and going to be the year of making all my swords in America. So that's exactly what I'm fucking doing. I'm not stopping. This might fuck up production like a little bit, might set it back a little bit, but when it gets back, it's going to be full fucking speed. Nobody's fucking stopping the champ. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting me. I've still been shipping fucking swords during this shit. I've still been shipping, me and Aaron banged out enough of these fucking swords before Rona hit that I still got, uh, I got like, I think maybe like 10 of the keychains left now, but what, during this Rona shit, I've sold, I've been selling Zelda swords, been selling keychains like every single fucking day. Haul at me these little daggers, $35 shipped anywhere in the United States, little fucking dagger keychains, all fully fucking sanitized, they were hit with Lysol, then they were hit with fucking alcohol pads, they're fucking clean as fuck, I'll put them in a little bag with fucking gloves, you know I don't have the Rona, I've been fucking, I've been, to get these things to people, dog, I drop them, I drop the packages to somebody off my porch, and then they go, and they go mail them at the post office for me, I'm not going to the fucking post office right now, dog, I went there, like a week ago, maybe, and I'm never going back. I had a two day, I threw like a two day long temper tantrum first because I couldn't figure out how to ship shit online. Every time I go to the post office with like a bag or two bags full of shit I need to mail, those lazy bitches are always like, hey, you should try doing this online by yourself. Oh, why? Because you don't want to type in the fucking address and you want me to go sit there and type in the fucking address and print it out. Shut the fuck up. Do your job. Mail my fucking packages, bitch. But I I figured that because it's Rona, because it's fucking Corona, Rona season, I was like, all right, maybe now's the time to figure out how to ship from home. They always fucking tell me at the post office it's going to be cheaper. Every time I go there, those fucking cunts are like, oh, dude, from home, it's going to be cheaper, it's easier, blah, blah, blah. It's actually not cheaper or easier. Those are both fucking lies. No matter where I went, it's actually more expensive and it's a bigger fucking pain in the ass. It's not it's not going to be cheaper than going to the fucking source. Like the post office is the fucking plug. That's fucking Pablo. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to get cheaper going to a middleman between me and the fucking post office. It's not going to be cheaper. It's cheaper if I go to the fucking post office. It's not going to be easier than if you fucking type it in for me. If I sit there, I'm supposed to sit there and scroll through Instagram and look at fucking pictures of naked bitches with dabs on their tits and whatever the fuck I want to look at on Instagram. I'm supposed to sit there and look at that on my phone while you type in the fucking addresses on all these shits. And that's supposed to be it. They keep making it more and more fucking complicated. First, now, now I can't even sit there and look at tits on my phone because they have to, I have to hit a fucking button. Now they're like, oh, let me hit this button. I'm going to fucking man. Let me hit a fucking button. I fucking, you, I give them the address I give them packages. It says the address on the fucking package. Then they type in the address. And then they go, make sure that's the address. Confirm it. It's like, how about you fucking confirm it, bitch? I already confirmed it on the fucking piece of paper. Why are you? Why do you need to type it in that I need to do? You look. You have fucking eyes. I'm supposed to sit here and look at tits on my phone. And you're supposed to do your fucking job. Not tell me I should do your job from my house for you. If anybody's doing their job, you should be doing your own job from the fucking house. I'll bring my packages to your fucking house. And you can fucking put them online. Because I'm not fucking doing this shit. I fucking make the sales online. You fucking ship the shit for me. 
Don't tell me to fucking do your job if you're not going to fucking pay me. It's fucking stupid. So anyway, I threw a two-day temper tantrum that sounded a lot like what you're hearing right now about these fucking dumb fucking websites and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the temper tantrum... I decided that I was just going to go to the post office because I wasn't going to let these fucks win. I'm not going to let the fucking post office win. I'm not going to let the fucking gooks win. I'm not going to let anybody fucking win because I'm the fucking champ and I fucking win. So I'm going to go to the post office and I'm going to mail my own fucking shit. So I went to the post office and they said signs up that said stay six feet away from each other. I was like, all right, word. This is fucking good. So I fucking roll up. And there's some bitch at the front thing. It was some fucking 70-year-old bitch who did not understand why she couldn't ship something to China. And they got like two or three post office workers there explaining to her, hey, the fucking boats to China are closed. The fucking, there's no planes going to China, you dumb fucking bitch. There's a fucking bat flu, you stupid cunt. She doesn't understand this. So I'll explain this to her. Then six feet behind her, there was like a middle-aged white lady who was taking this thing seriously as all soccer moms should and probably are. And, you know, she's doing the fucking right thing here. Shout outs to this fucking soccer mom. Everybody wants to fucking shit on these type of people, these fucking middle-aged white women who are offended at shit. But this lady was actually taking this seriously. And she was standing six feet away like like you fucking should. So she's standing six feet away. So I go and I stand six feet behind her. But I'm like behind the door. So there's like the main like storefront of the post office. Then there's like a little hallway doorway. And then there's another door behind that to outside. So this doorway is probably like three feet long. So I'm in there at the fucking door and I'm too close to the front door anyway, where I'm like, if there's Rona on this handle, I might breathe it in. And then dude, these two fucking dirty Arab fucks come up behind me and they're speaking all fucking in Arab. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these dudes are saying. All I know in Arabic is how to say black person and Jew. I don't know all these fucking words that they're using. So they're like, blah, 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 blah. and then I hear them look at the sign. And he's like, blah, 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 corona, blah, 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 blah. and then I look down and this fucking fucking sand monkey is wearing fucking sandals in the fuck. It's fucking 30 degrees out and everybody's dying of fucking Corona in this fucking dirty terrorist is wearing fucking sandals outside talking to his fucking terrorist friend and then they i look at them coming up and i'm like all right these fucks better fucking at least stand outside of this little fucking three foot long hallway i'm in because i really do not need osama coming in here in his fucking sandals and coughing on me and then dude sure enough these fucking terrorists come in dude and they stand like in the hallway with me. It's definitely not six feet. They're like maybe three feet behind me. And then he goes, <coughs> dude, I fucking wish he just blew himself up. I really wish that the fucking terrorist fuck in the post office just blew himself up. There would have been so much less stressful than him fucking coughing on me, dude. I almost just turned around and walked out. But if I turned around, I was definitely getting the corona in my face. So I just kept looking forward like a fucking soldier, not moving. And then when the fucking bitch was done in the post office, she left. And then I went in there first off. And then they fucking came in. And they were fucking in there speaking. Dude. It was fucking stressful, man. I'm never going back to the fucking post office, dude. I don't know if this is just a fucking cold. I don't know if it's a fucking made in a lab, dude. I don't want to sound like a fucking conspiracy theorist, but the reason why I kind of fucking think this would be made in the lab. Look, I'm not a doctor. You could tell me this happens for multiple things, and I'll gladly accept that I'm wrong. 
But I heard them say on fucking Rogan that the more you're exposed to this shit, the worse it is on you. So, like, I've never heard of that before. You know, I've heard of that with, like, like cancer, maybe. Like, the more you're exposed to radiation or the more you're exposed to fucking smoking. Hang on, let me, let me take a hit. Mm. Mm-hmm. I heard them say that with fucking cancer. I've never heard them say that with, like, the fucking cold. I've never heard them say, if you know somebody that has a cold... Like, I've heard them say the more you're around them, the more chances you'll get it. But I've never heard them say the more you're with them, the worse it's going to be. You know what I mean? That makes me feel like this is this is some type of fucking thing that they just let chill everywhere. And the more you're around it, the worse it is. And they're fucking people up. And the people who get it, the worse we're around it. The long- Like, that seems like a fucking weapon to me, dude. Does it not? I don't know, man. If I'm wrong, hit me up. Fucking shoot me a message, whatever. I don't want to be stupid. But, dude, I really think that that sounds like a fucking weapon, dude. Mm. Mm. But, dude, here's the thing is we don't know anything. And the more, the more that you actually research this, the more you see that we really don't know a whole fucking lot about it yet. And you should probably be kind of fucking scared. I'm like, people who think that I am overreacting are fucking retards. Maybe I am overreacting. A little bit. But it's better to be overreacting than underreacting. And when this is over, you'll fucking thank me. Because people... New York is fucking bad, dude. Like, I know somebody who knows somebody in New York. Not gonna, like, you know, shout anyone out, but... mm. I hear they have fucking freezer trucks behind hospitals in New York for all the fucking dead bodies. They're just stacking them up. And there's lines of people out front, and you can watch them all day. From 9 to 5, be there. They don't get tested, and they fucking leave. And that's how it fucking is. And it hasn't hit here that bad yet. I don't know if it's going to hit here that fucking bad yet. But I'm fucking staying inside, and I'm not fucking bitching. I'm getting shit delivered. It's a fucking perfect excuse to be lazy, dude. Like, when have you wanted to go do shit, dude? Every day, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the fucking grocery. I go to the grocery store almost every fucking day, dude. And like... Dude, a few months ago, I go to the stop and shop near my house almost every single day. I haven't been there since the fucking Rona hit. But I would go there almost every day because I'm always like, I can't, I can't plan, dude. If I get food for a week in my apartment, I'm just going to get high the first night and eat it all. So I just fucking go there and I get what I need. I like, I'm like, oh, what am I? I'm going to make a steak for dinner, a sandwich now, or I'll go there, get some sandwich shit, maybe have a little bit left over and fucking get a steak for dinner, something like that. I don't go there and like spend a couple hundred bucks and stock up. That's just not what I do. But now it's the perfect excuse to not fucking go anywhere. I'm just getting shit fucking delivered all the fucking time. Get Whole Foods delivered, Wegmans delivered. I don't need to go anywhere. It's fucking sweet, dude. I fucking love being lazy. I'm not complaining, dude. But a few months ago, they fucking took like 10 parking spots at my stop and shop that I go to. And they made them all for pickup only. They put up these fucking signs. It was like, this is for like Peapod pickup. Like, you can only park here if they're going to bring your groceries out for you. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. This grocery store is, like, not in a very, like, wealthy area where it's going to be people that, like, want to pay extra to have someone shop for them. It's going to be all people that just go in there and get their shit and fucking leave. I was like, this is fucking retarded. It honestly... I think my presumption was right at first because I would never see anybody in those spots, but occasionally I would see, like, a fucking Mercedes or some shit parked in one of those fucking pickup spots, 
and they'd be bringing their fucking groceries out for them, and you see someone around the store like shopping for them. But I was like, dude, this shit is fucking stupid. Why would you just waste ten parking spots? So now I have to park far as fuck because you want these spots for somebody that might come and have you give them groceries, but isn't gonna happen. And now, dude, I guarantee you those spots are the only ones with fucking people in them. I was looking at when you can get a delivery from this place or when you could have them bring it out to your car. Because I wanted my fucking... I drink these fucking protein coffees in the morning. It's like a super coffee thing. It has like 10 grams of fucking protein, 200 milligrams of caffeine. Thing is like a fucking... It's a booster in the morning. It's like it's like pulling the fucking strap on a parachute, like, I wake up, and I'm jumping out of the plane, and I pull that, I fucking just chug that, I'm like, woo, now I'm ready to go, got my fucking protein, got my caffeine, I'm ready to fucking take the day on, but I haven't had those all week, so I've been having these fucking 100 milligram drinks that don't really get me going, you know, you can probably tell, you know, the people can probably sense it, I haven't been having my fucking heavy duty caffeine, so I've been waiting for it, I've been wanting it, I was like, the package is probably going to be here tomorrow if it doesn't get here today. But yesterday, I really wanted one when I woke up. And I was like, I was debating risking the Rona to go to the grocery store and get one. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. But maybe I can just have them bring one out to me, maybe. And that shit did not work. They fucking, I went to the website and it's fucking booked for like a fucking week, dude. It's like booked forever to have them bring it out to your car. You can get a delivery in like a week. But that shit's fucking booked forever. I got a Whole Foods delivery coming between 1 and 3. I had to stay up, dude. Dude, it's like, I feel like I trained for this shit because all the days, when, back in the day when I used to fucking be all about Jordans and I'd be fucking trying to get the Jordans when they were released or trying to get a popular video game or like whatever I was trying to get back in the day. I used to be all into that limited edition shit, fucking wasting my money on that shit. And now that was training for when you actually need fucking food. During the apocalypse. Now I know what I have to do to get shit before other people. I know all the little rigs to the system. Because I was using it to get Jordans. Now I'm using it to get fucking steaks. Have my buddy who works at Stop and Shop overnights. Boom. That's the fucking plug now. Do what you gotta do to get him there. That's like the dude that works at Foot Locker. You do what you gotta do. It's the fucking... We were trained for this shit, people. It's fucking apocalypse. I'm fucking ready. But, dude, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being fucking lazy... And if there's ever been a time to be lazy, it's fucking now. And if you don't do it, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm trying to take advantage of it. Stop fucking calling me. I've been seriously thinking about just turning my phone off for a few days. Because these motherfuckers have all been fucking stressing me out, dude. Like, I'm already stressed enough because I'm the champ and it's a very stressful life. And then now I have all these other motherfuckers trying to put their fucking stress on me. I'm like, dog, it's a fucking apocalypse and we're supposed to be relaxing. So, if you don't want to relax then that sucks for you, but I want to relax. So I'm about to just fucking turn my phone off for a few days, I think. It just fucking relax, dude. Everybody's going crazy. You could tell, dude, too. I like. I wasn't happy with the Super Show last week. I'll be honest. We've all talked about it off the air after everybody who was on it, pretty much. But I was not happy with the Super Show last week for a few different reasons. It, one... It took me a while to realize this. I'll admit, I didn't really realize. I was thinking about this after the show. I talked with Dylan, and I talked with Ernesto, talked with Dennis, talked with everybody. My my shit has always been like, I'm not into politics, dude. 
my shit has always been, I just want to fucking make people laugh. Like, when the elections were going on, I was like, dude, I don't want to talk about any of that shit here. I know all these motherfuckers who came from the old super show, the old regime, they all were, that was a fucking political show. So they all like to talk politics, scream, call each other conservatives and liberals and blah, 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 fucking argue about taxes, all that fucking dumb shit. Kent wants to wrap everything into a fucking anarchy speech. Dude, if you really want to be an anarchist, just fucking shut the fuck up about government, really. I think I'm more anarchist than all of them because I just live my own fucking life. Dennis told me the other day that I don't live a real life, which is kind of true, and I'm very fucking proud of that, dude. I'm a mythical fucking creature just like the Tiger King. That's how I fucking consider myself and how I want to fucking live. Free time has always been what I value the most since I was young, and that's always what I fucking want is free time. And I don't fucking want to talk about politics and argue about this person said this and you believe this. I just fucking take it as it fucking comes at me, dude. I don't need to fucking have a fucking political affiliation or any of that shit. And I don't like fucking talking about politics. And I know talking about the virus and all this fucking shit is kind of stressful. But it also is kind of fucking necessary right now. And it's kind of hard to avoid talking about it. It's on everybody's minds. I'm going to try to take everybody's minds off it as much as I can. But at the end of the day, it is on everybody's minds. And it is probably going to get brought up on all the shows. Especially the fucking super show where there's like 20 fucking people. But that does not mean it needs to get fucking spun into politics. So on the super show tonight and all shows coming forward... If the virus, all this fucking pandemic bullshit gets brought up, yeah, we can talk about it. It's going to be hard to avoid. But this is not going to get spun into some shit about you're a liberal and Trump said this and Trump shouldn't be in and blah, 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 blah. If that's what you're worried about right now, you're a fucking idiot. And that's not what anybody should be fucking thinking about or talking about. And I've never wanted to talk about it regardless. So that's what I need to bring the show back to as a fucking host and being the one in charge here running the fucking ship is not having this shit get overly political or really political at all. That's going to be my fucking, that's going to be what I'm on fucking duty watching out for now. Also, what I'm going to be on duty watching out for is the shows are not good shows if nobody can fucking talk. If nobody can get a fucking word out and it's just a bunch of people talking and yelling over each other and starting to talk and then stopping to talk to somebody else there, the show fucking sucks, dude. I couldn't get a fucking word out on fucking last Friday, dude. I, I couldn't... Like, when I tell a story and when I'm fucking talking on the podcast, like, sometimes I get off track when... Normally, I try to start it and I'll kind of give a couple points before I get to the fucking main thing. Like, if I want to, like how I did earlier, if I'm going to tell you about my neighbor trying to blow his brains out while I'm watching Chris Benoit, first I'm probably going to get into Chris Benoit, maybe give a couple examples. This, this, this might not be the best example, whatever. But you know how I, if you fucking listen to these shows, you know how I talk, dude. And I couldn't even tell my fucking stories on Friday because I'd start the story. I'd be like, yeah, dude, so the other day this shit happened and I was like, you guys know like Whole Foods and then someone would be like oh dude fuck Whole Foods I want to fucking Trump Trump be like dude this is I couldn't even tell my I couldn't do anything dude there needs to be a little bit more respect for people on the fucking air and all this shit and honestly it's probably because there were so many people in there there was fucking the show started and we've said before the shows are going to start with just me Dennis and Trip. and if Trip isn't there like he isn't sometimes it'll just be me and Dennis for the first half hour or whatever last week I started buzzing people and I buzzed Dennis things I mean I buzzed Dylan in early because I figured he wasn't going to say much and I buzzed in everybody else when they started calling in it was blowing up but we need I need to take control of this fucking super show. So from here on out. Until further notice. The super show is going to be the first hour. Is just me. Dennis. 
and trip if he's there. So you got the three of us for the first hour of the fucking super show. I'm not buzzing in anybody. I love you all, but this show needs to be fucking listenable. And it's not going to be listenable with fucking ten of us in there all fucking yelling over each other. So until further notice, the Super Show first hour is going to be me, Dennis, and Trip. Starting in the second hour, starting at 11 p.m., we'll take callers. I'll start buzzing people in. And then we all the callers can chill with us for the second hour and the third hour. I'm going to be utilizing the mute button more. If shit starts getting out of control, dog, I might just mute everybody and then... Let's say, for example, let's say, for example, that Kent and Ernesto are going at it. I like people going at it, dude. There's certain people that don't want to work with each other. I know that Ernesto kind of scares Sergio off, and Sergio doesn't want to be on the show if Ernesto's there. And, like, I know Trip and Kent get along, and they might not necessarily want to be there if the other one's there. But you know my shows are all about chaos, and they're all about people fighting, and they're all about that shit. I fucking love that shit. So I'm not going to stop it. It just needs to be kind of organized chaos. So what I'm going to kind of do, I think, from here on out, if people are all fucking going crazy, I might just mute everybody. And then I might say, all right, Ernesto has a minute now or two minutes now. And then after those two minutes, fucking Kent has two minutes. And then maybe I let them both come in after and go at it and see where it goes. But people need to get this shit out. You're not just going to fucking yell over somebody and then you think you won the argument. Or nobody wins the argument. Then it's a shitty show and nobody's going to fucking listen. Right now, a lot of people need fucking content. Everybody's pumping out content and everybody's watching it. There's a surplus of content on the internet and there's more people than usual fucking watching. So everybody's pumping shit out. People that normally do once a week podcasts are doing podcasts every fucking day. Shit is going fucking crazy right now. There's a bunch of shit out there. And because there's a bunch of shit, your shit is going to need to be better if it's going to get fucking noticed. It's not going to, you can't just put out fucking shit. People are just going to go to the next thing. If they turn, if they tune into the super show, and all it is is fucking 10 guys just screaming all over each other and you can't hear a fucking thing. They're just going to go listen to a professional podcast on fucking YouTube. They're just going to go watch Joe Rogan. That's all they're going to fucking do. You fucking lose. Nobody wins in that fucking case. These shows need to be good. They need to fucking sound good. They need to have good content. They need to be listenable. That's I'm only going to market shit that is great. Like if you If you fucking... Dab comedy is going to be held to a certain fucking standard. That's why it's not fully fucking launched yet. Because I'm not going to launch it with some fucking bullshit quality, some fucking bullshit logos, some fucking just subpar shit. First impressions mean a lot. When people see your shit, they need to know it's fucking professional. I'm not going to launch some shit with a fucking 8-bit fucking logo, some fucking bullshit. This shit is going to look fucking good. You see how good my shit looks? You see how successful I am? It's for a fucking reason. And I want... To help all the fucking homies with that. But I can't if you fucking suck. So people need to fucking learn. People need to fucking step up. I'm going to take control of the fucking ship even more than I already fucking have. I'm excited for the super show tonight. This is a little curveball. People are going to be mad that episode 200 of the Dab and Aladdin podcast didn't have anybody on it besides Dab and Aladdin. But it's the fucking Dab and Aladdin podcast. And I'm the fucking champ. And quite frankly... I want to be able to fucking speak on my fucking show. And the super shows that you know has been getting words out. I feel like I haven't been delivering to the people because I haven't done a solo dab in Aladdin podcast in like a month. 
I know a lot of people like those. People love hearing me. I'm the fucking star of the show. You know what I mean? Like, people can come here and they hear everybody else, all the other members of the Dab and Aladdin universe. But at the end of the day, they're here for the Dab and Aladdin. And if they're not getting the Dab and Aladdin, they might not be very happy. You know what I mean? So, I'm just trying to ensure that I'm giving the people what they want. And if people don't like that, that aren't the people that I'm trying to make happy, that's fine. Because this isn't for you, you know what I mean? This is for the fans. This is for the millions and millions of members of the Dab and Aladdin universe out there that are all watching the fucking champs moves. I've been keeping the people entertained, man. I haven't even just been posting shit on Instagram that's just like swords, trying to sell swords. I've just been being funny. And honestly, I feel like the funnier I am, the more shit sells. It's fucking awesome. I'm making sales on Snapchat now. Shout out to everybody on Snapchat. Because shit on Instagram... I be making sales just because they find the shit through hashtags and they want to buy the fucking dab shit, which is cool. And I fucking definitely appreciate that. But there's definitely like when you're selling shit, there's definitely a different feeling when you're selling shit where if you're just selling like something because you know it's a product that someone wants or if you're selling it because you know that it's a piece of art and they're buying it because it's from you. Like that feels fucking cool, man. Like it's if like when you're just selling shit, like, to somebody who doesn't know you, but, like, they like the product that, like, you made. I don't know. It's still cool, but it's definitely a little bit more on the fucking edge of, like, just, you know, selling shit in a store, like when I was a shoe salesman. When you're selling shit because somebody is like, dude, I want something from this guy because this guy's the fucking man. It's like they're buying, like, a wrestler's t-shirt because they like that, right? Like, they're a fucking fan, you know what I mean? And that fucking feels good. I definitely appreciate all the fans. Now I've been selling all these fucking swords on Snapchat to people that are just like, yo, like, you're fucking hilarious. I like all your fucking the shit you do on Snapchat. I need one of these fucking swords. It's fucking cool, man. I definitely appreciate everybody. And uh, tonight on the fucking Friday Night Super Show, it's going to be a fucking spectacular show. And we're going to fucking hold it down. And people are going to be mad that this show came out earlier today and is better than any show that they're on because it's just me. And I'm the fucking champ. And I am dabbing Aladdin. Stay fucking safe, everybody. Stay in your fucking house, dude. Don't be a fucking retard. It's honestly pissing me off so much, dude. Like, just be fucking responsible, dude. I've always been responsible. I feel like people look at me and they just think I'm, like, reckless because I just go out there and fucking troll trannies and do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm fucking crazy. But the reason I'm able to do that is because I actually have a fucking hard work ethic to back it up. And because I'm fucking careful. Dude, I've always been careful back in the fucking... Dude, I've always been careful, dude. People thought I was a fuck... Back in the day, dude, when they first made weed, like, not super illegal. And you were only allowed to have, like, an ounce without getting a ticket. Dude, I was so careful about that shit. I never had more than an ounce on me. People would always be calling me, like, a pussy. And she'd be like, dude... I'm not getting more than a $100 ticket for this weed. And if you want to have more on you because you want to be a tough guy and you want to get arrested when you can just leave it at your fucking house and not be a fucking idiot, you know, I'm just fucking careful. That's what you got to fucking do. It's like the same thing here, dude. And the people that would get arrested back in the day for being fucking idiots are the same people that are going to get coronavirus now and they might die or they might not die. They might give it a fucking someone in their family and they might die. So just be fucking careful, dude. This shit's fucking pissing me off so much, dude. I need to go to the gym. I need to fucking punch something. This podcast was good. Getting some fucking anger out. But I need to fucking hit I might just get a fucking punching bag and fucking... If I just get a punching bag stand, I could put... I already have a speed bag I could put on it. 
I just need some weights to hold it down. I get a punching bag. Put it on there. It can't be that expensive. I'll fucking steal one from the gym, dude. Those fucking old retards at the gym don't fucking need one, dude. They fucking kick me out of the fucking boxing room. It's a fucking Alzheimer's patient. They're all going to be fucking dead after this shit anyway, dude. That Oh, that's the fucking good part. Oh, now we're hitting it. That's the fucking great part. That is the fucking best part. Is that all those fucking old Alzheimer's fucks that make it so I can't go in the boxing room before 4 p.m. Because they want to be in there. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, trying to fucking punch the bag. Uh, you can't come in here because you make them feel bad because they're old and retarded. Yeah, well, now they're all going to be fucking dead of corona and I'm going to still be alive and I'm going to be going to the fucking gym and I'm going to be fucking punching shit and they can't fucking stop me because they're going to be fucking dead. I'm going to fucking get corona and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to cough on all them. They're going to be like, excuse me, sir. There's a guy. <laughs> this is my fucking boxing room, bitch. Fucking, I'm in here. And if you don't like it, I'm stealing these bags and I'm gonna buy a fucking stand and I'll fucking punch shit at my fucking place. Because I don't need your fucking shit. You fucking old motherfuckers. Alright, I'm getting a little bit too angry, man. I gotta save this shit for him. My phone's fucking. Of course, my phone's blowing up because people don't realize that it's fucking Corona. Hey, hey, man, can we meet up here, man? It's fucking. Dude, you fucking retard. Stay inside. Why didn't you. Oh my God, people are so fucking dumb. But all right, y'all. I'll see y'all tonight on the fucking Super Show. Have a good Friday. I know you're not fucking going anywhere. Go fuck yourself. No longer steering, lost all control.
life is about pain. 